Welcome to the Law of Living Well podcast with your hosts, Allie and Jess. Sit back, grab your wine or coffee. We don't judge. And join our conversation on the lessons, laughs, and real life moments from an 18-year friendship. You ready? Welcome back to another episode of the Law of Living Well podcast. So today you have Jess, but Allie is actually taking the night off and I have another special guest with me. So I'd like to introduce you to the person that I live with, that I spend probably the most time with outside of Allie, and that would be my boyfriend, CJ. So how do you feel about being on your very first podcast? I think I'm a little nervous. Why are you nervous? I don't know. This is out of my element. I'm just kidding because yes, I know, but it's all in good fun and I'm going to put a little disclaimer out for everyone on this episode that we're going to set the scene for you. We are currently sitting in my office, which is our second bedroom in our apartment, and the dogs are all over us. We are sitting on the floor recording this, trying to get the optimal sound for you, and that means that these guys just want to be a part of the episode too. So even though you can't see them, if you hear any little footprints, heavy breathing. CJ's nervous, but I don't know. I don't know if you're that nervous. So if I start panting, maybe I'll have to go out. All right. So I know that a lot of people on this podcast or listening to this podcast probably know who you are. Maybe, maybe maybe not. So let's just like give them the highlight reel, right? So what are, you know, what do you do for a living? What do you like to do? Just give them like what they need to know at a high level before we really dig in. High level. All right. Uh, I'm a teacher, which is a pretty big deal, I guess. That's how I make my money. The bacon. The bacon, not much bacon. That's how the bacon comes Nobody in. Nobody wants to pay teachers, but it's all right. But I you love, love it. I love what I do, so it's not about the money. Um, I coach track, which is fun as well. Also, not about the money, more of a passion project I guess we could call it and why are you passionate about it because I grew up running because you still run all the time like every day not as much as I used to no you're like a crazy crazy runner he runs so much that looking at him makes your legs hurt I'm not that great kind of washed up at this point all right well it doesn't I didn't say you were good I just said you well you just said you're not good (laughs) all right well there you have it so today's episode We are just going to be basically having a conversation like we do all the time, but this episode, we're going to focus on the fact that CJ and I have been dating for 10 years, which we realize is not the most common thing on earth, especially at our age. Um, It means that we started dating in junior year of high school, and we kind of went through all the ups and downs since then. We figured that this would be a really cool episode just to kind of like recap back on our relationship and the different ebbs and flows it's taken. And then also just kind of answer some questions for anyone who's either in a similar situation or is just trying to, you know, navigate a relationship, whether that's with a partner or a roommate or a friend. Um, I think there's a lot of good relationship building advice that you're going to get from this episode. So we're excited about it. So, CJ is a Gemini for anyone who is curious about that. And if anyone, everyone always asks me this, they're like, 
you're an Aquarius and you're with a Gemini. Like, I don't know, so it should mean something. So curious, I don't know if anyone has any thoughts on this, I would love to know them. But so Gemini, are you ready for your weekly horoscope? And you are going to tell me, you know how this works. Tell me, is it written in the stars, AKA this feels aligned to what you've been feeling this week or is it not written in the stars? So your horoscope this week, getting these from L this week, actually switching it up. Are you ready to thrive, Gemini? It's rare to find a twin who isn't already tackling a professional challenge in the name of getting ahead or simply avoiding boredom. But even you can get stuck in a rut at times, going through the motions without making a vertical climb. Yeah, actually, that's kind of spot on. Tell the people. Is it written in the stars? I think it might be. All right, let's yeah. hear why. Um, this is a pretty busy time at work right now. At you know, at the school, we're just doing a lot of like reports because the year is, thankfully, not that I shouldn't say that, but it's coming to an end. I feel like I have been trying to get ahead, if you will, you know, because the more I can do now, the less I have to do when it's seventy-five degrees outside in May. So you are not in a rut. I don't think so. You're getting no. yourself out of a rut. I'm out of a rut. Yeah, we're, we're... We're on the upswing. Yeah, on the upswing. Yes. Well, we'd love to hear that. All right. All right. Reading the stars. L, good job, Good my job. Friends. You read me like a book. Seriously. So for Aquarius, my fellow Aquarius out there... Even the most idealistic Aquarius can sidestep this fact. You are bound by the laws of the material plane. And yes... That includes things like time and money. Whether your preferred payment is cash, cryptocurrency. You got Bitcoin you're holding out on me? <laughs> Finn did not like that. Does Finn have Bitcoin? He's not, do you yeah. have Dogecoin? I made, a, I made an, an NFT out of him. Oh, nice. All right, let's make billions. Anyway, cryptocurrency or barten, barter, oh, barter services. What is it? What are we, pirates? What are we trading? Can you just read my day? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> The new moon in Pisces this Wednesday brings you back down to earth with such mundane matters. And I would say it is written in the stars for me this week. Where should we start? Well, I would think the beginning. I don't know. You're the English teacher. Where does, where does a good story start? I guess you got me in the beginning. We need a good hook. I guess we got to get the people in. Okay, so story. So where do we start? Junior year, I guess. So what happened junior year? We went to prom. Whoa, whoa, whoa. before that, before that. I'm not if I'm remembering correctly. Way before that, we'll get there. You just okay. (laughs) You gave him the hook. I got it. I get what we're doing here. All right. So now that you guys are, we have you listening. Should I start with the Facebook post, like? Yeah. So like for a if anybody here. I think it was like like, yeah something like that I don't even know but if anyone here is of of that age and you remember Facebook poking liking um all the status updates that you basically used to do I don't even know why where did that start like what were all the things it was like leave a video or like for a video on your wall I mean that might have been more your speed than mine but but during our, like, <laughs> Facebook was, like, the primary, I would say, social media in high school, right? Yeah, until our parents ruined it. Oh, uh, 
you know, but now <laughs> Facebook is just for them. Like yeah, I, say where they hang I purely go on Facebook now, I would say for my parents and my grandma. I've been off and to give, for like two years, which is like a point of pride. Well, congratulations. Thanks. You're still addicted to other social media. Though, Twitter's so. got me. Got his claws in me. Really? Yeah. I don't even use Twitter anymore. It's where I get my laughs, my daily laughs. They come from I thought Twitter. that was from me. Well, all right. So from you and then Twitter. Twitter's a close second. Okay. As long as I'm number one. Always. Oh, so Facebook. What does Facebook have to do with our relationship? One would ask. I think it started with the status you made. I don't know if I was making a Raider date status, but I probably like liked one of your statuses yeah okay so let's explain this concept so it's like ridiculous now i like hate saying i know honestly but you know what it's part of our story we didn't do tinder we didn't do dating app days didn't even exist that's a fun fact is like we haven't even ever been single during dating app days like ever so i don't even know like which way you swipe so facebook all of the little high schoolers like me who are just little like nerd bombers we would all the time like say it was like a friday night or like whatever a random weeknight after school you'd put up a status and it was like i don't know just like a it was like an engagement thing honestly it sounds it's much less i think severe than like some of these like tiktok like dancing around with their shirt off things but basically i put up a story or not a story oh my god it's not even a story a status Status. come on now yeah and this is what people would do is like you put up a status and someone would start a trend and it's like like for a like so like someone would like on facebook the post or the status oh my god and then you would post on their wall which i don't even know if they call it a wall anymore but whatever you go and post on their wall something you like about them or, and like the go-to was usually you did that. And if you didn't know someone, but you wanted to get to know them, you would like the status, which I'm pretty sure that's what you did for me. Something like that. And then my go-to response was like, um, I don't know you, but like, I would like to, or something so stupid. And you give me like a slightly generous, like rating, like, oh, you're like an 8.4. Did I rate? So yeah, there was, there was other ones that was like, you would rate the person, which is absolutely <laughs> awful Terrible. to think about right now. I would not want to be rated. Oh, like, oh hey, you're a solid six. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know how that ever was like a thing that we did, but hey, we, uh, I think we like made the cut right between the awful stages of MySpace, like getting super deep into that and the awful stages of right now TikTok. Like we were in a happy medium and that was the awkward thing. Yeah, it was actually awesome. I, uh, I tell the kids I teach all the time that like they just missed like the golden age of technology where it was all new and you had a place to like, I don't know, like, all social media and be <laughs> awkward and whatnot, but it also wasn't like your entire life there was a point in time where you could turn your phone off and like, you know. Yeah. Well, cause you'd run out of grass, data. As they say. There or was yeah. no unlimited data. Like there yeah, was a point sure. where your carrier was going to like send you a little text and it was like, yeah, you're cut off. Time to go back outside. No internet access anymore. With your iPhone three. Yeah. I literally remember <laughs> in the, like the high school I went to that there wouldn't be internet or like good service at all. No. I would say in about like five of the classrooms. So forget being on your phone all day. Like you just couldn't. Never mind the fact that we didn't have these like addictive tendencies. So I'm I pray for all these uh 
kiddos out there that are growing up with the TikTok world, but I guess we just got to get with the times. I mean, hey, we're sitting here doing a podcast, which I think we might never have thought we would do. Never. So here we are. Um, so anyway, I put up the status. He likes it. This is how it starts. So somehow this leads into like, what did they call it? The messenger or Facebook messenger? What was it called? Yeah, I think it was just standard Facebook messenger back then. And yeah. like, you could see if someone was online. So we just started like Facebook messaging and then somehow got each other's numbers. And I wouldn't even say we like talked that consistently, but we would like, it'd be like a, a weekly, I don't know, actually, I don't remember. Yeah, like a little like flirtatious thing. Yeah, I but guess, like not like an know? everyday, like we're going to text no. all day. It was like, because we also keep in mind, so at that point, I had gone, we had gone to the same middle school, not the same elementary school. So we were like separate schools, didn't know each other. In middle school, we went to school together, didn't really know each other. Then I went to a separate high school, but Allie and CJ both went to the same high school with a bunch of my middle school friends. So I stayed in touch with that entire group, which is why we kind of like slightly knew each other and like knew each other's friend groups. Like it wasn't totally random, but we weren't seeing each other in school every day. So like that was, that's I think an important part of this dynamic. Important detail. And we didn't know enough about like, oh, like he dated this person and flirted with this person. And we weren't even really friends in middle school. No, I didn't really, I knew of you. Like I you knew your name. You were with one of my friends but... to the eighth grade dance. I remember that. Yeah. Oh God. The eighth grade dance. What a time. What a time to be alive, but super awkward. <sighs> All right. I don't know. I don't know what's mo more awkward. Eighth grade dances, Facebook. I honestly, right now, this entire conversation, I think has aged me 10 years and I don't know how you feel about it. Modern and Romeo and Juliet. Basically. Yeah. I would say, I would say that we like could basically write a novel about this and that it could be sold worldwide, especially on the streets of Paris, but We'll get there one day um, if we can get through this podcast episode. So we, this happened and then just kind of fast forwarding, we don't need to give you the very slow, weird, awkward details, but we start like actually texting after that and then somehow start dating. And it's all sounds like a blur, honestly, to me right now in my brain, because it just was, it was like so much fun. Yes, it, it was so much fun though. It was. And like, we didn't go to the same school. So I think that helped in high school is that we were not like all on top of each other. Oh, do we have to have PDA in school? Like we would hang out on like nights and weekends. We got our license around like not the same time, but we I were like there. Three long months and this old lady had to drive me around. Yeah, I had to drive you around. Um, but like, that's what we did. Like for fun, we would literally like go in a rainstorm and like park somewhere cool and like watch the rain, just like smack the car. And We'd go walk around, we'd go to the beach, we'd go to the boardwalk, movies, apple, a lot of a Applebee's. A lot of Applebee's. I was a very good date in high school. Two for 20? Yeah. No <laughs> Can't beat it. No, it wasn't. No problem. I wasn't even good enough for yeah, two for 20. Like it was half, half abs. abs. More like half abs. Half price appetizers after what, 10 o'clock? Half was? 10. So. Yeah. So plug to Applebee's. No, just kidding. We do not. We're, we're not affiliated. Family. We're not affiliated. Um, but yeah, so that was basically what happened. And then we dated through high school and then senior year comes and then we have to go to college. Sad. Well, it was sad only because we were, I think, both very up in the air about where we were going to go. So we didn't really talk about it too much. But at one point you found out like, okay, hundred percent, I'm going to Pennsylvania to go to Kutztown to run. And so I had found, and we're located in New Jersey. So 
these schools weren't far. Neither one of us, I don't think we're looking at like crazy far schools. Um, so I was looking around and like shopping around. And at one point I was like dead set that I was going to go to East Stroudsburg, which is in Pennsylvania, pretty close to where you were going to go or you went. Oh my God. And like that didn't work out, but I think it all happens for a reason, but I ended up going to Seton Hall, which is in uh, North Jersey, like basically right outside of the city. And I ended up going to Kutztown, which you already said, which was not outside of the city, the complete opposite, you know. It was on a farm. On a farm. (laughs) Basically, middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania. I shouldn't say that. Brooks County, Pennsylvania. It's a beautiful place. I think it's beautiful. I like going In its own way. Um, So, yeah, we did did a lot of distance. And freshman year was hard. It was hard to, like, adjust to, okay, we're not able to just, like, get in our car and like go on a date or anything like that. We're relying heavily on texting. Then of course you have the social media BS of like, oh, like you could see when someone's online and they posted a story and like someone tagged this person and like, who the heck are these new people that like he's with or I'm with? And so I would say that that was challenging. What was your like thoughts going into that first year? It was scary. You know, because like we had a good relationship, but you're also going into like a new chapter of your life. And at 18, it's hard to say like, oh, this is going to be the rest of my life. You know, and I think we had that that moment in time where we were hesitant to commit to things. But here we are. So, yeah. And I will say so like we've only so we've dated for eight years consistently, but 10 years in total. But during freshman year that first semester, we did like break up for a little bit. And that, I don't even know how long it lasted, but it was like a few months because basically we ended up coming back together. Um, We came home for Thanksgiving break and we got back together and we have been together since then. So it didn't last long, but I would say that neither one of us at that point going into freshman year of college were like, yep, nope, that this is it. Like, this is the person I'm gonna marry, like nobody else and all this stuff. Of course, like we wanted to be together and we wanted it to work and we were comfortable, but I almost am grateful that we had, I mean, I wasn't grateful at the time, ask Allie, but um, I was, I'm grateful in hindsight that we had that time to do what we wanted and still came together because it proves that like we didn't hold each other back. And I think that's like a common thread for how we've even lasted this long is like at no point did we hold each other so back from doing like anything. Like you went to that school, I went to my school, we both got involved in things. I was in a, I could throw up saying this, but like I was in a um, all girls organization that some call sorority, but we won't go into that detail, but that's, I was really consumed with that. I was in the business school. I was like going to like meetings and trying to be a professional and going out and going to the city and Hoboken and all this stuff. And then you, I mean, running and you had a whole schedule. Yeah, very true. But I think we um, we figured out the balance of it pretty early on, you know? Yeah. And I think we both supported each other through it. You know, you came to my races, I came to your formals or whatnot, you know? Yeah, Some that's true. You were stuff. very, very loyal, always coming to like, anything that you could come to and then of course there were times where 
it wasn't great. Like on a weekend, it, it would be, I roomed with at one point, like six girls. And so they all had guys over and like would have like double dates or have people they were dating that were close enough that they could come pick them up from the house. That was never going to be our situation, but I think I valued that even more because I got to be super independent and I learned to be independent and not rely on like, we're not a codependent couple. We should put that out there right now. That's true. We really aren't like we in a positive way. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that I don't, I couldn't do that. I am not someone who could be in a relationship that if I, if they haven't told me their plan for a Friday night, I'm lost. I just can't like do anything because I don't know. And it has to rely on that. Yeah. Most (laughs) of the time we're doing separate plans. And I mean, some people I think could look at that and be like, I don't know how you do that because I need to be with my like person all the time. But we definitely have an appreciation for the fact that we both have different passions, but we try to bring those together. We're always supporting them. I mean, the fact that I even got you to sit here and do a podcast episode with me, I think it's a big deal. I'm so nervous. I know, but you don't need to be because you're doing great. And if anyone could, if anyone wants to comment on the post um, on our Instagram feed that features this session right here and just give CJ some encouragement, maybe he'll come back. Well, I think you're doing good so far. Thanks. You're welcome. Um, But yeah, so we did college and then I think college actually got easier because college itself became like synonymous with our routine and I feel like we also like kind of grew up quick you know like we both had fun freshman year and I think that semester like those two months we were apart we really kind of like you know put our toes in the water and tried to figure it out but like a, a lot of the reason why we got back together was because I don't think we found much joy in that you know not to say like we're you know a bunch of you know, no fun losers or anything like that. I had, we definitely had our fun, but it, there just wasn't a lot of like substance out there. And I think that was the big, the big missing piece. And I realized that pretty early on in that. We had our eye on what was ahead and not just like we're living for college. And when we graduate, we just won't have any idea where to go. Right. There. And like, I think I had a lot of fun, but I like distinctly remember even being 18 years old still at the time when we got back together, like, my main focus in that was like all right if I'm going to date somebody through college like I want that to be a legitimate thing you know so you're saying I'm legitimate I think you like me a little wow that's right this is big news guys (laughs) but in all seriousness like I remember that point in my life thinking like okay college is fun and you know you could spend four years like looking for somebody but obviously I felt it pretty pretty early on in that in that period that I was missing Jess you know and I wanted to go back to what we had and I just remember you know when I made the decision to really commit to this it was a serious thing even though we were super young you know um I wanted to make sure that we were working towards something together and that was something that I had my eyes on at that point, you know? So I think that kind of helped us navigate through those couple of years. It's like a, it's a motivation. I think it's like a, you, I don't know how to explain it, but basically if you know that there's something in your life that's going to be consistent after college, it's a lot easier to live in that like 
forward thinking mindset that you're building towards something. Whereas I can completely understand that, that I have friends in these positions where like, you kind of feel lost if you don't, not like you're, you're lost if you're not in a relationship, but if you've been kind of having trouble in that area. And like, I had a few friends that were just bounced around from like bad like situation in, to right? bad situation. Yeah. And like it's all in on the college fun thing. It and just like, messes you up because it gives, I think the fun aspect was almost in a way like a, a, the only thing that you could focus on to stop thinking about the fact that like, if you were like 27 and this is happening and you're just like being thrown around into these bad situations or like you find out someone's lying to you or this guy like never is really wanted to be with you in the first place or this guy is obsessed with you and you don't want that. Like there's a lot of situations I've seen people go through and I think clinging on to the college, like let's just enjoy the moment while we're here was a mindset that kind of like helped them escape that, but we didn't have to anything to escape. So it was nice. But now we sound like the no fun police. So I think we need to no, 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 no. So like, we need to be clear here. Like yeah. we had fun, right? Like I had great friends in college. You had great friends in college and we had a blast, right? Like went to the parties, did all the things. And like, it was, we just time. went to uh, Atlantic city with like three of my very, very, very close college and mates awesome. and friends. So yeah, yeah. we like, are not, we weren't like sitting in bed, like, twiddling oh, our like, thumbs. Can't wait to see her next week. Yeah, you know, I couldn't, you know? Yeah, like, I, I know, I know. Well, but next like, week, my God, we would go like a month like, yeah, at a time. It was crazy. So, yeah, but that being true. said, like the weekends that I was there and like you weren't, I wasn't sitting home all the time. There no. was other priorities came into my life in a personal level. I would say like junior and senior year when I was interning during the school year and like, I was very focused on my career that was my own reasoning for things but I think especially like sophomore year like we lived in a house Allie and I with two other roommates and we had guys living above us and like all the time like the house would just like do things together but then like they would go and want to do something else I'd be fine with like just hanging back there'd be times I would go but like I wasn't I basically didn't have the interest in me and like I said I know knew this even when I was single relationship or not that like I didn't want to be out until six o'clock in the morning then figuring out how I'm gonna get to class in an hour like that just wasn't where I wanted to be um but I love having fun with my friends like my favorite memories are in college and you know what this is actually a, a good point to bring up and I don't mean this in any way offensively to you but I love that we both have college memories that have nothing to do with each other too. Like, yeah, same. <laughs> no, you get what I'm saying though? Like, uh, it's not like I think about college and I'm like, yeah, same thing as now. Yeah. Like I have nights and snow days with my roommates where we just got like bottles of wine and just did the stupidest stuff. Yep. But like, I have those memories with my roommates and it wasn't, I'm not, I can say that because I wasn't pent up in a room just like sad because you weren't there or like, so at your school all the time every right. weekend that I didn't get to see my friends and I think that was a big part of it too like I think we had a lot of trust like early on in that and doing that like I don't know that made it so much easier like I wasn't down your neck you weren't down mine and we just knew that like we wanted to be with each other at the end of the day and that didn't mean that we couldn't have fun we couldn't go out and hang out with our friends but like there was a lot of trust, even though we went through the kind of a hard point. And obviously that's like a lot of, you know, that's like an important part of any relationship. Yeah. You know? The trust thing I think is, it's one of the biggest things that I take into account, but I think like, let's not 
try to fool anyone here. There were absolutely nights where I would sit there and get paranoid and wouldn't hear from him for like five hours and be like, okay, obviously this is going to make my mind start going. Like what's happening? Like, why haven't I heard from him? Or this is weird. Like he normally texts me good morning and like, I haven't heard from him and it's noon. There was all the time. And I'm sure it happened with like me too, where, you know, things happen. And like, when you are in that distance experience and you don't, you're relying on basically like a text to affirm someone is like, (laughs) not even just alive, but like, you know, that you're, you're using that as a gauge sometimes. And so I don't want anyone here thinking like, we're just like, yeah, I trust you. Like, don't text me for five days. Like, that's fine. No, No, we talked consistently. We had our routine. We also had points where I think there were multiple conversations actually that we had to have with each other and still do now where it's like, Hey, if you're going to, you know, go somewhere, like for me, I know if I'm going to go have dinner with my friends and I want to immediately turn over my phone because I want to be present in the moment. I want to talk to my friends. I'm going to text you and I'm going to say, Hey, I just got here. But like, if I don't, if I'm not a good texter, we use that phrase all the time, but it's like, you know, if I'm not a good texter, it's because I'm in the moment. And that's all you have to say is just set the expectation. And you'll say, you know, like, Hey, I just got to attract me. I know not then. Okay, great. For the next, like, four or so hours, I don't expect you to be answering me like within 30 seconds, which I don't think is ever the case for us. But yeah, I would say college phase or distance phase. I could think distance is probably something that a lot of people can relate to. It's about the trust, but it's also the motivation of what you're doing it for. Like if you're straining yourself and it feels so difficult, like, and you can't align to, okay, this is worth it because you know, we knew, I think it was easier for us because we knew once we got out of college, we we're going to be together. Like we're together. We live right, 15 minutes area. from each other. Yeah. Um, that's and a lot summer. easier to do. And summer. Yeah. yeah we variable. always had our summers. Yeah. We worked together at the same restaurant in the summer, which was like, not. so here we are, we're saying, oh, we're so independent. And then we're like, we're not codependent. Yeah. Except we worked at the same place. And we both worked at the same restaurant and Great times. we would see each other a lot, even if we had different shifts. Yep. That was an interesting time. I was the food runner. You were the hostess. So that's college, right? Okay. So biggest takeaways, trust people, know what, like have open conversations about what you're, what's keeping both of you motivated. Um, especially if it's like a long distance friendship too, or like something like that, or like a family member moves away. I think it's just about like setting expectations for communication. For example, like this week, like is crazy. I have finals. So if I'm bad at texting, this is why. Or this week or today at work, I say this all the time to CJ. I'm like, today at work's just nuts. I have meetings back to back to back. So if I'm like locked in the office or not answering you during the day, if you're not here, it's because of that. And like just set expectations. And that's pretty much how you'll get the other person to not feel like that panic sets in if they don't hear from you. Right. I agree. And just like, like trust. The, I mean, trust the process. Trust the process. You're absolutely right. Really? I, I couldn't have said it better. I myself. read your mind. Cause like, no, but like we committed to each other at a certain point in our lives when we were really young and I got no ring on my finger. Oh, true. Oh God. No, this is awkward. This is like what all the old ladies say at work. They're like, Oh, what are you going to do it? You just make me nervous. Hey, old ladies at work, let me know when you find out. <laughs> you're probably paying them. Yeah, I think I think you're in their pocket. Yeah, I don't know about that. Anyway. 
Um, but like, if it's the, if if the other person's the one, I think you'll find a way to make it work. You know. Yeah. And there is no point in college where I was like, oh, like this is holding me back. But like, that's because I genuinely believe that like this is the right situation. You know, and I believed in that then, and which is why we got here in the first place. You know. Yeah. And so. I think also we have our trajectories have been very different. So we'll kind of get into that next, but I truly think that our lives and the way we go about our like adulthood and our like different levels of what we prioritize are different, but we've always respected that since college. And we learned that in college. Cause when we were in high school, it's like, seriously, I went from someone who he would order chicken fingers out to dinner and I'd be so nervous to say what I actually wanted. So I would say, yeah, me too, to literally anything he ordered because I just didn't want to ruffle feathers. Like that's the kind of person I was. And I've done so much self-development and growth in myself. And now I'm like, nope, this is what I want. And this is how I want to do it. And that's, I'm, I believe in myself, whatever. And it's just interesting to see, like, I mean, you have done so much of that too, where it's like, the person you were in high school is so not who you are now. And we're navigating like, how the heck do we buy a house? What do we do in our careers? What happens when you have to leave a job? What happens when you have to have a hard conversation? Like, what do we do with bills? What are our money priorities? Where do we save? Like, there are so many things that now come into the picture, but because we set that tone early of like, we're gonna watch each other grow and we're gonna respect it. We're not going to push each other down one single lane that's like our relationship life it's good to be surrounded by people who like aren't you basically opposites attract yes that's very true for us <laughs> we have similar values when it i think we have similar core values yes very different approaches together. we balance each other out yeah you know yep and based on that um so we could talk about okay we both walk the stage for graduation and what do we enter into what is adulthood for us so, so I graduate college and I, um, you can hear this again in like the career episode that Allie and I did, but as you probably know or don't, I was interning at a company all of my, the summer of my junior year going into senior year of college. My senior year of college, I stayed interning there. That is the company that I ended up getting a job with. So I go into this job, I'm like, great, amazing, my dream career, you know, if fast forward, it wasn't, but I was really excited at the time. And so I got into tech, um, doing a marketing role, content writing, it's still what I do today. And that was like fast and furious for me. And I would say I threw my entire self into work because CJ will get to this, but he was still in college for the first half of that. So like, it wasn't like I was coming home and I was like, okay, great. Like we're on the same page. He was going to classes. So I was like, okay, great. Like, I'm just going to immerse myself into this career. And throughout the years, like that's evolved for sure. Um, so there's a whole realm of like me and my growing that has happened. That's like, I would say a totally, totally different path than you'll talk about, but now you what it right. was going on with you well while jess was on her self-development journey i was taking a victory lap at college just having a blast and mm-hmm. <laughs> it was fun yeah it was a good time but no actually i i shouldn't say that like it was fun but 
I was surrounded by people who were getting their jobs and like starting their careers. But wait, 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 wait. Why did you take a, a victory lap? Don't make it sound like you <laughs> failed out of college no, and had to go back. No, you, he was pursuing, he had that. So when I say our core values are similar, like he was pursuing something that was still to this day, I think how you always will stand out. Yeah. I mean, it's how I got my job. You know, I wanted to, so I went, in, yeah. I went in as like, so I went to college as a regular education major and at a certain point, regular, just like standard ed. <laughs> right like this like a medium not not a small not a large just a medium (laughs) I was going to be a high school English teacher that's what I originally went to college for and I had an opportunity like my sophomore year to work with a special ed class as like when I was like doing like one of my a billion internship processes and once I did that I was just kind of like hooked so I went to my advisor and I asked if I could switch to special ed, not just regular ed. And I was told yes, but it would take some extra time. So the extra time resulted in me going back to school for an extra semester. So I did undergrad for four and a half years while everybody else in my life did it for four, pretty much. But you came out with an extra certification. Yeah, dual certification, which mm-hmm. was pretty cool. So, uh, and that helped me get my job. So in hindsight, like it was a great, great choice, but in those six months, even though it sounds fun, like, oh, going back to school, like, that's only fun if you go back with your friends, and, like, I had friends who were there, so I don't want to say that, but all of my friends from home were, like, off getting their cool new jobs, and I was a guy in college, I felt like I was, like, the, like, I don't know, I felt felt like I was in, like, an American Pie movie, where, like, everybody grows up, (laughs) and you don't, (laughs) but it was, it was all right, I wish, in hindsight, I would have been more, like, positive during that time, because everything did work out, but I was bummed for a lot of it. Like I wanted to start my life too. You know, I wanted a paycheck. I wanted to have a career that all my friends were, you know, getting. And I felt like I was stuck in the mud. Yeah. That time I think was the first time that I navigated you going like into a as close as, I don't want to call it like a depressive state, but like, I was sad. That was like a time in our relationship that like I took the like you, he's always been like super, super positive and like nothing really bothered you. I felt like, I mean, there was obviously things that like got to you, but like you were generally always positive And I was like the anxiety ridden, like, oh my God, oh my God, what are we going to do? And I think that it was cool though, that I got to, for the first time, like be able to say to you, like, no, like this, like, I definitely don't think you're a loser. I actually think it's super admirable that you are doing this and taking a different path than everyone else because you want a job and you're thinking about that future and it's not about a job right but like you knew that you were capable of it and what was it going to be a few extra months in school which happened and flew by so quickly and you ended up at look at where we are now and no one could have predicted that but I think that leap of faith that you took was what I ended up taking just two years ago but it took me that long because I wasn't going to step outside of like the the right path quote-unquote right and I was just looking for some fun. So, you know, I went back to school oh, first. Oh, stop. Oh, my God. And took history of rock and roll. And what else did I take? Took some fun classes. Hopefully something good. Uh, there was a Lord of the Rings class I took, which makes me sound super nerdy. I should stop yeah. talking now. History mm-hmm. of rock and roll was really cool. Oh, my God. <laughs> In between that, I feel like, honestly, so that was 2017 slash 2018, I guess. 
I feel truly like life is a blur. Maybe you guys can all relate to that, but all I could think about as a next like phase of this is the pandemic. Yeah, I mean, it's been a blur. We've been on the hamster wheel ever since. No, no, we can't forget this. We decided, so, okay, obviously a lot of things happened in between this, but I decided to move out into this like six month trial, like beach bungalow, which was in it's the least started yeah November of 2019 but right before that we decide that we well finally I think I've always decided it but like I convinced him finally to come take a trip to Europe with me and I think that was like a really cool moment I mean had we known that a pandemic was going to break out and couldn't travel anywhere for like a year after that that would have been even cooler but like I think we both took a step of like, okay, we're not super comfortable traveling outside. We don't know European countries and we're going to Italy, but so Europe. So how are you feeling? How did I finally convince you to come with me and to do that huge trip by yourselves? I think you got me drunk at an Italian restaurant. I think that's what, what got Actually, me. you are correct. <laughs> you are I'm glad I said yes though, because it was awesome. You know, yeah. So, okay. So this is how I got him to do it. This is a piece of advice for all you people out there who are like travel bugs, but your partner or friends don't want to do it with you. So you got to convince them. It's easy. Don't it's make me not, sound like I'm not fun. I didn't. I wanted you to just, go. you just were hesitant. Like you needed. So anyway, so here's listen what I'm saying. So some people you'd think based on my characteristics, I'd be this way, but some people need to see the full picture laid out in front of them. And if they only get piecemealed information, like, oh, let's just book a flight or let's just book whatever. It's like, no, 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 no. But what about all this other stuff? Like, it's hard. It's I understand that. It's hard to travel without the details. What I did was I said, okay, the flights right now are super, super cheap. And so he's a teacher. So New Jersey has this weird week where the first week in November everyone's off like teachers so teachers he, convention. yeah teachers convention so you can skip um well yes so he did skip it indeed but we were like okay great that's a perfect week and I happened to find well <laughs> we were at a restaurant I was like okay I'm looking at flights right now and they are ridiculously cheap during that week because it's an off week for Europe like it's after their holiday no one really goes it's like not we went specifically to Rome this time um but it was not like a busy time so I find the flights and I'm like amazing great look at how cheap these are like these are as cheap as the flights that we have paid to go to Florida before it was a great pitch I will say yeah so I was like okay let's just book the flight it's it you can cancel it let's just book the flight that's it like can we just do this right now that's it just book the flight and we did it so then but word of advice that's how I always do these trips and we did it again like fast forward to 2021 the end of 2021 we went again and we went to Paris the same way because you have to look when the flights are cheap you get people to buy into the cheap flights then from there it's so easy in Europe to figure out hotels you just we walked into them like day by day and figured out what we wanted to do and then also like Airbnbs are super cheap and you can do them as you get closer. So great. That's how that happened. So we go to Italy. We go to Rome is where we flew into. We visited Florence. We did a tour of Tuscany. We went to the south of France. Yeah. We went to Monaco, Monte Carlo. And keep in mind, all of these were like off season. So like these are beautiful beaches, but we were totally there in the rainy season. But 
totally worth it. I think traveling together like that was a crazy experience in our relationship because we had to rely on each other, like for safety, for languages, for money, for like budgeting. You what what do you feel? You made me wear a fanny pack. I did, but you you enjoyed that. I think you enjoyed that. (laughs) Fanny packs are back. Please affirm me, anyone out there, if you can uh, agree with that one. But it's probably a smart choice because the second time we went, I didn't wear a fanny pack and I almost got pickpocketed, which was wild. Yeah, that was scary. Paris has scary parts. Because everybody. somebody needed a picture at the Louvre at 1130 at night. You know, she set me up to be it assaulted. A, it was a good picture, though. It was <laughs> worth it. He's a really good photographer. So I should shout him out for like my entire Instagram feed. Seriously. We, there was absolutely no plan B. Like yeah. it was us. And if we didn't work together, we were like doomed you know not to be dramatic but we would have been in some hot water so we had to work together yeah and experiencing Europe for the first time and now the second time with no one else but you I think is a really cool thing like every time we think of Europe no matter like how many times we go with other people or whatever else like it'll be really cool to remember that we did that for the first time yes I agree all right so now pandemic hits where are we? In your beach house. Yeah. So I'm fancy lady. No, it wasn't even fancy. It was like a winter rental in a a very small beach house, which I appreciate. So I'm not complaining, but it was like my trial run of moving out and, you know, couldn't have picked better timing because when I, when we went into like serious lockdown, I was down the street, literally, literally from the beach. Um, and a Wawa. So if anyone's a New Jersey person or knows, like, you know. You're set for life. You know. You had the ocean, you had Wawa. What more could you ask for? Seriously. So that was the situation. And I think it was cool because while I wasn't even officially, like, moved out, I was just had this little beach house. Um, when it gave us a taste of, like, living together, even though we weren't. So CJ was still living with his parents because he had the very, and he still does, this very big plan of like, I want to buy, I don't want to waste my money with renting and like totally admire that. I just was at a point where I was like, no, I want my own space. And I, that's again, back to this whole, like we're not codependent thing. It was cool because he allowed me to do that. And I don't want to say that like I needed permission, but he wasn't like, wait, what? Like, why do you want to move out by yourself? And he let me have those years. It was two full years of me, uh, not two full years, but yeah, like a year and a half. about a year and a half during the pandemic of me being able to like have my own place, decorate it how I wanted. He was there all the time, but like, it was nice because I did have that sense of this is me and who I am in my own place before we come together into our up place. Into it, yeah. Say. You know, like I would go over there and spend like three days, two days and like, we got used to the dynamic of living together, but like without the commitment, you know? Hey, well, we're committed now. Yeah, now I'm stuck. Because, well, in the, the home sense way, because I, so when I took my new job, I had flexibility about where I could live and I decided, okay, I'm going to move down to like South Jersey um, it's cheaper and we're right by if anyone's familiar with New Jersey Long Beach Island which we love um, and it's close to CJ's school where he works and I was like you know what do you want to move in with me like do you want to just go into this apartment together because I'm over like I don't know I kind of let go of my independent pride which was another big learning moment for me because 
I was like, no, it's okay. I don't need anyone. I could pay my own rent, my bills. But I asked, you accepted. And we're here now. A year later. Hey, happy anniversary. Of moving in. Yes. Yes. Big time. Yeah. And one full year and I'm still alive. You haven't killed me yet. Uh, you haven't killed me yet. Shush. <laughs> and now, so we already mentioned this at the beginning of the episode, but we do have two dogs. We started with one who's been my like dog since freshman year of college, but we got a little baby puppy who is also going to be one years old. And so that was a big thing for us. How did you feel when I was like, oh, Bentley needs a little brother? Overwhelmed. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? And then I was like, no, this is how I got him. I was like, but he could be your dog. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then one day, so he's like, yeah, let's look into it. Thinking this process would probably take like forever. One day I'm like, I sent him a picture. I'm like, hey, I'm coming home with this puppy. And he's Finn. the greatest. Now Finn is here with us. Finn. His name was Brownie. And this little girl hands him to me and she's like, Brownie. And he's like a little baby. So anyway, he's here now. He's a great pup and an addition to our family. So we have like a full-blown fam here. And I would say getting the puppy and having both the dogs definitely, oh my God. And now he's going nuts. He's like, he knows we're talking about him. So he's running around. So now having Finn and having the dogs and everything, like, I think that's like, to me, it's a cool I don't know, evolution of our relationship too, because now we have to make sure they're okay and they're taken care of. And it's a whole nother level of responsibility. It's like the perfect practice for parenting. Yeah. Like we're dog parents and like we take shifts. We have times when we walk them and we watch them. And I don't know, it's like a, it's interesting. That's for sure. But it's you're all good. good. Dog, Mom. Am I a good dog you. dad? I think you're the best dog dad. Right. I wouldn't have brought a brother into Bentley's life if I didn't think you were a good dog dad well I think we'll be all right in the future then oh god we're like, not going there right now being an actual mom and dad oh here we are and we are dog parents and we live together and we survived college we did all of these things and like yeah chicken finger dates in high school and- chicken finger dates yes so now to close us out I thought it would be fun if we played a game. Do you want to play a game? What are you playing? We're playing a game. Like, have you ever seen those TikToks that it's like the couples challenge? So it's like most likely to, uh, I'm phrasing this wrong, but like who's most likely to be angry in the morning or whatever it might be. You know, have you ever seen those? Yeah, no TikTok for me, but I do know what you're talking about. I'm ready. So I'm going to say something and we're both, going to answer at the same time who initiated the first kiss you you no you i think you had the hots for me ew who says hot are you like kelly kapowski i might be that's i mean that's a pretty solid comparison i'll take that no okay you initiated the first kiss i would never do that who apologizes first after a fight? I you. Say, yeah, I say sorry a lot. <laughs> no, the answers are either me or you. I agree with you, me, I think, yeah. Yeah, all he says is sorry. <gasps> Who's the funny uh, one? Me. Oh, I did it. Okay. Obviously me. She didn't answer because she knows it's me. Because I know it's me. <laughs> okay, who's more romantic? 
You. Yeah, me. You have to answer at the same time. You can't wait. I just wanted you to gas me up there. I was, it was a trap. (laughs) No, he, just this week, he, I like walk into the office and I'm like, oh God, it's morning. I don't want to work. And there was a post-it note on my laptop with this like very boy drawing of a heart. And I was like, oh, so cute. So I text him. I'm like, did you leave me a little heart? And he was like, I did leave you a little heart. And it was very cute. So he leaves me little notes and he's very like, he's very thoughtful. I would say that's my love language too. I respond well to little gestures. So he responds well to what yours is words of affirmation. I like words of affirmation. Who is better cook? Me. Yeah, you buy a lot. You have to answer at the same time. Otherwise, it's not fun. (laughs) I was going to say you though. By a million dollars. I make soup in the microwave and then, you know, I can come home on a Sunday and she's got like I make seven... you gourmet grilled cheeses. Yes. Oh, love that. They're very good, right? Yep. Yeah. They're very good. Secret SPL. I'll reveal it on a future pod. Who said I love you first? You. Me. Because um, I'm more romantic. Probably, yes. Was it on a sticky note? Um, I hope not. No, it was, <laughs> it was actually over text, which... We were young. We were young. We were trying to figure We were distance relationships. It could have been at an Applebee's, so. It might have been. It, it might probably, have been before an Applebee's, probably honestly. Was after or after, Applebee's. yeah. Was would, maybe an after thing. After some bonus wings. Who's more stubborn? Me. You. Yeah. Well, we don't even have to talk about that one because no. you are. Who's the bigger baby when they're sick? You. Yeah. Me. No. I don't get sick. Yeah, but I don't really either. But yes, you do. When I get sick, I get like capital S sick. Like I, I'm down for the count. Like capital S. We both had COVID. So we both had COVID, and he had it really, really bad. <laughs> mm, sorry, that's the dogs. Um, Bentley hates COVID. Yeah, he's like not have, having it for uh, parents having COVID. But we had it, and luckily we were both had it much, much better than many cases would. But. CJ's it was, was still super unfair. He had like, the flu. I was dying out, for sure. like 48 hours, like legit. Like I had like 104 fever. I was nauseous. I was in bed. I was being a baby. You're right. I was yeah. I was being he a, was a baby. Yeah. It was, it was rough. It was but a little situation. Long story short, yeah, I'm probably the bigger baby. Who's the social butterfly? You. You. No, I think it's you. You're the one with the podcast. I'm the one who sits in my house without people seeing me doing a podcast. And I'm the one who works from home all the time, and you're like talking to adolescent teens all day long. I mean, they're not I mean, adolescent. What does adolescent mean? I don't Probably know. Like, I said it because I wanted to sound smart. I feel like that's like 12. Really? They're more like 17. I thought adolescent meant teenager. No? I don't know. I'm gonna they're not to, living the teenage dream I'm as adolescents? My, I'm going to have to turn my teacher card in. I'm not really positive on the adolescent wow, stage, but I you would say that that's probably day. younger than and the kids I have regardless you're right I do go and you know talk to people all day for a living so I guess I do have to be pretty social who thinks they're smarter than everyone in the room you, you. no that was now a you're joke sound like a jerk yeah that was a joke at your response to me correcting not, my adolescent really unknowns smart. I have smarter friends <sighs> yeah I feel like when we were in high school like I remember there were teachers who had like cell phone jammers like you would go into their class and you would try to use your phone and it was this like machine like shutting down your phone that you so you couldn't use it in class. Excuse me, what? It was pretty hardcore. 
Yeah, I don't know. That, that sounds like, like I would use that right now for yeah. like people at dinner that don't put their phones down. But we we're pretty good at that. To not, not to, you, you know. so much. But, uh, well, I mean, you are bad with your phone, but like if we're going to dinner, like for example, this weekend we're doing like a weekend trip, and if we go to dinner somewhere, like I don't think you'll have like Twitter up while we're talking. Never. No, we've we've even like left the phones in the car before, like once yeah. or twice. You know, we're pretty good at that. I love, there's nothing more in this life that I love more than like going to something with somebody and they put their phone away because it's like, thank you. You is get that your it. love language? To put your phone away? Maybe. I, mine's like, uh, oh my God, acts of, why am I blanking right now? What's it called? I don't know. Acts of. Kindness. Yeah, that's what's coming to mind, but it's not called that. But anyway, mine's the action. So like, I love somebody to show me in the, like, I pay attention to those things. So like someone puts their phone away. I'm like, okay, this person is showing me that they want to be here with me. Someone couldn't be less interested and shows that I pick up on that so fast. And that's like across the board, friendships, like everything. I agree. All right. Put your phones away. Put your phones away, kids. As I say that, I'm distracted by our dog running in circles. I know right Finn is literally having the zoomies so bad. He, he just, just wants to be out, famous. Though. He just wants. He's trying to do a TikTok right now. What's it called? The Dirty Eddies, or what are they called? That trend where they that break is. bathrooms. Yeah. <laughs> What's it called? A devious lick. Yeah, devious a lick. Dirty Eddie. What is that? I think we have talked for enough for one episode, and I'm hoping that. Well, okay, let's ask. You were nervous in the beginning. You were nervous throughout. How do you feel right now? Fine. I think it, it, it was pretty cool, actually. So everyone here heard him say that. If you want him back on the podcast, please let us know because I would personally love to have you back. And we'll definitely be having some episodes coming up where Allie and I will interview Frank and CJ, which is always a great time. The four of us are something when we're together but for today we'll call that a wrap thanks so much again for tuning in and don't forget to rate and subscribe to this podcast um any support that you can provide us and feedback of course is welcome we want to hear from you we want to put out what you want to hear and we want you to become a part of the law of living well community so engage with us on social and just tell us what you want to hear and tell CJ how great of a co-host he really is. Don't butter me up. Or tell him how bad he is. No, I was kidding. Don't was be kidding. mean to me either. <laughs> yeah. Just just don't be don't be that brutally honest. But we appreciate you as always. And we're very happy to have you join us. And we hope that you have a really great rest of your week.